Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners, and happy Friday. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 9th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports, Episode 4 of Kick It AFCON, VOA Africa's special 30-minute podcast on the Africa Cup of Nations football tournament has been released. VOA's Mike Hove hosted the episode, and he was joined by my VOA colleagues, Mukbil Yabaro and Kali Abdu, yours truly, VOA producer Runanira Gahima, as well as coach Sam Sasu. We recapped the two semifinal matches and previewed Sunday's AFCON final between Ivory Coast and Nigeria in Abidjan. Let's kick it now with Kick It AFCON. What's good, what's good, what's good, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kick It AFCON, VOA's Africa Cup of Nations podcast, focus on nothing else but the tournament in Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Michael Hove, joined in studio by my wonderful friends, my co-hosts, some of them are my rivals, we'll we'll unpack that as we go, Uh, but once again, I'm I'm your host, Michael Hove, I'm joined in studio by my... Good old buddy there, Sonny Young, my AFCON champion, Mokbul Yabaro. I'm joined by coach Sam Sasu and, of course, the one and only Kali Abdu. (laughs) Man, gentlemen, gentlemen, um, the tournament of dreams and nightmares is slowly wrapping up, but boy, has it continued unpacking. Uh, We saw the semifinals. What games, what games, what games? We'll start off with Mafana Bafana. Um, What a game. Uh, left anybody from Southern Africa heartbroken. Anybody from West Africa is celebrating. The final itself is West Africa United. Yeah. Um, but let's start off with South Africa versus Nigeria. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I would just say uh, kudos to Bafana Bafana. They played a, a great game. You know, technically they were superb. You know, they knocked the ball around very comfortably. They were very uh, confident on the ball. Um, and the Super Eagles played a very tactical game at first, just nullify them, keep them away from, from our goal area, let them play with the ball as long as they want. And then, you know, South Africa just, they gassed, they gassed out eventually because, you know, they were running, running, running all throughout the first half. And by the second half, the legs were gone. Kali, what, what about that long yeah. ball strategy? That yeah, you're using? yeah. I you mean, said it, t- let, it tires them out. Yeah, I'll let Sam talk, talk a little bit about that. Coach but. Sam, talk to us, man. Those <laughs> through balls, those over the over yeah. the last man. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to kind of look at it. You know, with with the formations that they were playing, you had Nigeria playing the three four three. You had mm-hmm. South Africa playing, you know, the five four one, which makes it difficult, right? So you have uh, different aspects of the game where. You know, if you're going to have a team that has a tight front block, especially within that 18-yard box, you're going to have to try to break through them by either spreading the defense out wide and then trying to find the through balls with the runs behind. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was a technique that, you know, they tried to use, 
But obviously that exposes you out a little bit more because now you're actually running off of empty fumes coming mm-hmm. into that next half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those chances that they actually created, they didn't put those away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that caught up with them in the second half and yeah. you know, led up yeah. to the penalties yeah. taking place. Mokpo, Spider-Man failed his task. Oh man, I wouldn't Your say thoughts. I wouldn't say he failed his task, man. He he was he was still brilliant, man. There was a couple opportunities that uh, Nigeria had one on one with him and he yeah. really took it away from them. So I, I still think he did Was he hundred percent? Uh, I think after that one respective one-on-one play, I think he had some shoulder problems, mm-hmm. but he seems to me like a person, even in post-game, he doesn't make excuses for himself. Mm-hmm. He's a true professional. You know, it's easy to say, hey, uh, my shoulder hurt, so give yourself an excuse as to why it didn't work out, but he didn't do that. So uh, I commend him for that. I think, uh, to me, though, South Africa, man, they were playing very fluid. Uh, they had ample opportunities, uh, as we've mentioned, but they may have missed out on the biggest chance in the game i think uh with the uh the free kick uh being blocked and the bounce back and it kind of was an open goal and yeah. it kind of went over top so i'm pretty sure uh bafana yeah. bafana is going to be thinking about that for some time Spe- speaking of before you go speaking of batman I would say, you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, Batman yeah. is yours, yeah. bro. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. is yeah. 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 Speaking of Spider-Man, yeah. he, he, you know, we were told he studies the, the, the players, mm-hmm. like how they play. But it seems like they studied him as well. Oh, and yeah. they all know he dives. So I, I was saying, you know, you guys were talking about the run-ups. There's a style that Bruno Fernandez uses where, and Jorginho, where they wait for you to dive, then they and go then the they other go way. You see Romero played yeah. that same penalty, whereas the others knocking in the middle because he dives, you right. know. Yeah. And so it was interesting. It, was, it, it wasn't like he didn't do a great job. It's just the players they played next to like yeah. yeah, they, they studied his movements. Yeah. I mean, I think when... What about that, that comeback for Bafana Bafana? Osimhen uh, had just, Man. you know, it was, they, they questioned that, that VAR move. All of a sudden, Bafana Bafana get a PK, and boy, did they bury it. What are your thoughts, Mokbo? They were supposed to be 2-0 up, oh, somehow my God. ended up 1-1. This is another storyline for how amazing this AFCON has been, right? What we're seeing is, like, the level of excitement that Nigerian fans across the world had, (laughs) knowing that Osimhen gets that goal, and then all of a sudden, it's 2-0. We are coasting to the finals. And then to take that feeling away and not only say, hey, it's not a goal, it's not only a, not a goal. It's a PK on the other side, <laughs> and it goes in. And now you're a one-one draw with a yeah. team that has now some amazing momentum going in their yeah. direction. It's a uh, man. It, it it was tough, but you know they dug deep and both sides. You know, kudos to both sides for really playing an amazing uh, match. Yeah, I think the penalty was called on uh, Yusuf, the uh, yeah. Nigerian, yeah. and. Uh, the South Africans were aware of it almost yeah. immediately. That, they started, uh, you know, let's let's review this VAR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was a great great game. That also speaks to how uh, and uh, unpacking how VAR has been used versus how it was used in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually love how it's been used at Afcon. Yeah. I love how all teams went there with their technical teams. Yeah. The last time I was talking about Morocco, right? As Morocco played Bafana Bafana, you would see the coach run to the sidelines mm-hmm. and they had their little computer there <laughs> going, nah, this is the play. Mm-hmm. Nah, this was offside. Like, I love how that has now been incorporated mm-hmm. into the game. I think it's made it way better uh, in terms of play. Uh, when we're talking about the standards of African yeah. football, it changed everything, yeah. and this AFCON is uh, a proof of it. Yeah. So now let's delve into the next game. Ivory Coast, the Elephants, they seem to, this redemption story, 
seems to continue unpacking itself. Uh, they played against the Leopards. Uh, your thoughts? That goal? Man, I got to tell you, spectacular goal. You know, you asking me if uh, I spectacular I, goal, spectacular play. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm number one. Very happy for him to have scored that crucial goal to send him into the finals. He deserves it, right? But I think that the 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 kick itself isn't an accident. He intended to I do agree. to do that. It looked intentional. Now, the bounce. That was a whole different that's, story. That's you know that's something you can't control. <laughs> the, I kicked it, it bounced, and then it, you know I don't think any player would intentionally kick a ball downwards mm-hmm. and bounce it. Except if you're doing some kind of I mean I may have seen it done before on mm-hmm. the street where you hit it down, but it, it's Coach Sam. How, diff- Afcon, how difficult yeah. is it? Yeah. Like, stop Let's talk about shots. this. Is prime time Afcon, bro? Yeah. You, yeah prime, do, are you thinking nah, that? I don't. I don't in think, that moment, I don't think so. I, you have to. You have to kind of look at it in, in the moment uh, of. Sebastian Haller being there, um, I, I can't say it's intentional, but I, I think it's great technique to yeah. actually find the ball where it's coming behind you. Mm. You have to time out the contact of the ball meeting your foot, and you have to find the accuracy. So those are two different mm. uh, variables you're dealing with in the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, to actually have it hit, hit on a bounce, mm, I don't know if that was intentional yeah. at the mm-hmm. time. But it's still good technique because you're still finding it on target yeah. and it's making it difficult for the keeper to actually dive and, and make that safe. But right. do you understand why he's on billboards now? Uh, I, 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 I'm sold, man. I figured it. I mean, I, I knew there was something special about the young yeah. man. When, you know, what, with what he does, he's such a big striker too, mm-hmm. right? He just requires so much. And I said it even before, even if he's not necessarily all the way healthy, just his size and his stature and knowing what he can do to you uh, scares a lot of teams. And he can really play in that decoy decoy role Mm -hmm. i wasn't really expecting him to be you know really trying to take some of these opportunities but to me uh i kind of second you guys' thoughts in that yeah he absolutely meant to strike it um but that strike kind of to me that's where i was about iffy about whether or not he intended on the bounce but then when you really really watch the play back though you see that it on a regular volley your foot kind of doesn't go in a downward motion. It would yeah. kind of stay yeah. parallel. Yeah. So his, his foot, right. his, his foot's follow through made it seem like maybe he once he realized he didn't fully connect, he then was just like, let me just bounce it as hard. Maybe he there was something on a follow through mm. aspect of it because otherwise I don't see why his foot would have went in a downward motion. Mm. That's kind of you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the only thing. So like yeah. maybe it wasn't like you said initially the intent for it, but once he realized he didn't get mm. that footing on it that he wanted to, yeah, maybe it it's does. like let me just yeah. get like, anything on it. Right. Yeah, yeah, let me just get anything on it. So it kind of worked out. From that bounce was spectacular. Man, goalie didn't really know what mm. hit him, yeah. and mm. it, just, it was just just enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah, 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 spectacular goal nonetheless. Man, this Afcon has given us so many gifts, so many beautiful goals, man. Uh, this was obviously going to be. Up there, yeah. I would put it up there, yeah. Uh, In in my in my memory, Mm -hmm. in the last decade, for sure, I think Mm -hmm. it's top one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at Mm -hmm. least. Yeah. So now let's head back to I guess the games as we now start navigating. You know, like I said, we're starting to wind down. Afcon semifinals are over, quarterfinals are over. We're now looking at the finals and the third place playoff. Uh, Bafana Bafana take on the Leopards of DRC. Uh, Your thoughts, gentlemen? I think that. Bafana Bafana really looked great, like I've been saying, you know, against Nigeria. And they showed everybody what they're made of. We were talking about how that game was more than just a game. Yeah, it, it really was. And I could tell that the players put their all into mm-hmm. it. And 
the only worry I have for them is that maybe they've exhausted, really exhausted themselves, themselves yeah. in the semifinal. Mm -hmm. Whereas DRC, I expected so much from them because right. they have mm -hmm. some ballers, mm -hmm. but Ivory Coast were just too powerful for them. And maybe they might be a little fresher than South Africa, but you never know. Mm -hmm. Sam? Yeah, um, I think with, with that match coming up, I think South Africa has some some type of redemption on their mind you mm -hmm. know, because I think coming out of a match that they just played, especially against the strong Nigeria team, mm -hmm. uh, coming into that last match that they're going to have to play, they, they want to at least leave with something on mm -hmm. their shoulders. So mm -hmm. I think they have some momentum going into this last match for uh, what's coming for third place. Mike was telling me that uh, Bafana Bafana has older players on mm -hmm. his roster. Right. So uh, this third-place match might be uh, kind of a good send-off for him. For well, I wouldn't call it a send-off. They still have the World Cup that they can vie for. Mm -hmm. World Cup qualifications are still going on. I think they can still push to at least, at least at the very least, play in one more World Cup. Okay. Bafana Bafana hasn't played in the World Cup since 2010. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for them, this momentum, if they keep carrying it, this mm -hmm. will be a beautiful yeah. thing. Um, but Mokbil, before we hear your thoughts, um, let's introduce the head coach for uh, the Super Eagles, uh, your, Jose Paseso. Uh, he speaks more on their victory against uh, Bafana Bafana, but he also unpacks uh, his thoughts on the Super Eagles and what they have planned for the elephants. Let's see what he has to say. You play against a good team. One team play together a uh, long time because they nine players, eight players play in the same team. They show... For that organization, was a tough match. You deserve to win, but they deserve also because they create opportunity like us. Uh, I think uh, you try a good strategy for beat them. Was in penalties. I'd like to, to to finish the game before, even that lance. But uh, okay, it's good. It's a good bar. It's good because it was penalty against us, but you score. But for us, for our for our for our man. I have mine is not good because he uh, was win, winning 2 nil and draw 1-1. One, one. I think he deserves, my team deserves, my players deserve, and uh, of course the 250 million Nigerian people deserve also. I think my team deserves to win. You heard that from the head coach of uh, the Super Eagles, Jose Pase. So I don't agree, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we come back to the studio and unpack what uh, Coach uh, Pase had to say, let's also hear from a Bafana Bafana player. We have Aubrey Postman Motiva. Uh, let's hear what he had to say about the game that they played. Uh, at the beginning, we didn't care about the names, we didn't care the teams they play for, we could see the fight we put there, uh, so that we can win the game, because we also believe that we can win the game, irrespective of who's playing and for which team, because we trust ourselves, we believe in ourselves, and that's what uh, this team has, and I'm proud of the guys, the, the, the shift they put today, and, and hopefully, you know, we can put the same hunger and attitude going into the next game. <coughs> We didn't care what the... Who... The names. Even Batman was not scary, gentlemen. Osimed <laughs> <laughs> was not scary. Uh, Mokpo, your thoughts there. You heard uh, Jose Pase, so giving his props towards Bafana Bafana, saying, you know what? This is showing development. How the nine players that started in 11 are from the same club, Mamelodi Sundowns. Mm, yeah. Him giving that props of the beauty of having mm. a team that is local, that plays yeah. together. Aubrey saying, yo, we're not scared of the boogeyman. What's your thoughts? <laughs> Honestly speaking, exactly what 
coach said, I think is a sentiment that we've spoken about in the past um, in all sports, right? Uh, irrespective of star talent, to me, the most important thing in sports is chemistry. Mm -hmm. And when you play together, when you have a team that understands each other, regardless of these other star players, star players not knowing how to play together is very problematic because mm -hmm. you're used to a certain standard, right? Mm -hmm. If you come in and let's say for lack of better words, if we look at Batman or Seaman, right? He's now playing with a team. Um, he's not playing with Napoli. He's not yeah, playing yeah. with the guys that he knows mm -hmm. that will get him the ball exactly mm -hmm. where he's used to. So it's going to take a lot longer for this crew, this Super Eagles team to play together. Um, and we've also seen some of the challenges that they had even in the World Cup qualifiers. Mm -hmm. They have quality players, but they just don't play together mm -hmm. enough. Yes. Whereas the South African team, the Bafana Bafana team, because they're all local and especially having the nine uh, of the 11 of the players, Mm -hmm. play on the exact same team man mm -hmm. that's everyday training mm -hmm. that's every mm -hmm. single day we're working together we've been playing together for years uh, so I know I don't even have to think man actually Okocha said that where it's like the beauty uh, this was after they played uh, against Morocco he yeah. said the beauty of the Bafana Bafana yeah. is you can see he could he, close, he close his eyes, eyes and, and the, he knows where he's right there yeah. he's right there there was and no there that. was no reason for the, these guys to be as precise as they were how mm -hmm. many times did they get it over the top of that Nigeria and, uh, and they line. find each other, find each yes. other every time. Mm -hmm. So maybe if they were, like we said, a little younger, a little more pace, maybe not exhausted from the game mm -hmm. before because they, they've now gone two games all the Big way to games. PKs, right? Mm -hmm. yep. They've played excellent games. One, they were successful. The other one, not as successful, but still, you know, had a stellar game. Mm -hmm. And now they go up against this DRC team. I still think with the chip on their back, like you said, uh, to make sure that they let South Africa know, hey, it's not all about rugby. Mm -hmm. It's not all about cricket. They're you ready. Know, we got football. the football mm. talent as well. So. I mean, they've, they've accomplished their mission regardless of what it looks like. I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken to a lot of South African pundits and a lot of them applaud them. They say, mm. you know what, regardless of what happens, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Super Eagles, one of the pre-tournament favorites, and they, they blew their way out. They really played, and, and whatever happens, I think they're going home as heroes. Absolutely. I, I think, to me, to be honest with you, this entire tournament has shown certain teams that have never even qualified for AFCON mm -hmm. to come out here and have, you know, good and decent performances. You can build on it, right? Infrastructure mm -hmm. is the key. I think I love the fact that there were certain smaller, quote-unquote smaller teams, like the Cape Verdes, mm -hmm. and as far as they went, right, maybe a little disappointing for them because they came out at the top of their group, mm -hmm. maybe expected to go a bit yeah. further. Nonetheless, this is amazing. That team was uh, brought together through LinkedIn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the amazing aspect of what social media can do for, you know, teams. And, and if you just have an idea of what you want your marketing strategy to be, hey, let's, let's get some of these guys over and uh, let's get them to come play for the home country. So kudos to them, man. This AFCON has been terrific. DRC, yeah. uh, your thoughts? Congo, um, you know, I, I think for that match alone, uh, Congo had a very strong outcoming through with Ivory Coast. I mm -hmm. just think that they they're missing that that final finish that they needed, especially mm -hmm. when you know you're you have a through ball that comes in, you're one v one the keeper, and we don't even put it away. Mm -hmm. That that pretty much sealed their match and sealed their fate at that point. Uh, Ivory Coast uh, in that game. You had not even just the pride of their country being the host nation. Mm -hmm. You had the fans being there. And that adds... The 12th man. The, I was just about to say that. They say that in Borussia Dortmund. The mm -hmm. yellow army, the yellow walls, mm -hmm. the 12th man. Mm -hmm. So Ivory Coast had that 12th man on their back 
which kind of made the match more special for them at that point. And maybe the pressure got to Congo at some point where they couldn't finish their chances off when they had them. Carly, are you guys ready to take on uh, the elephants in their 12th match? It's going to be a, a tough game, tougher than when we met them in the, the first time. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same game. Uh, both teams are exhausted. Getting to the final is tough, but they have that 12th man. You know, I, I saw something when I I was looking at the uh, the the DR the, the their semifinal game. They were really connected mm-hmm. with the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like they're playing with the crowd, mm-hmm. you know. And and every time they get a play, they the ball goes out. The defenders, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go, let's yeah. go. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I was seeming after. Uh, one of his goals earlier in the tournament, he ran right up to the uh, Nigerian contingent, was yeah. really like spurring yeah. them yeah. on. Sporty greeting, this is Victor Sime, Super Eagles of Nigeria, Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on the voice of America. I think you're realizing that you need that. That the That's going to give you that little extra edge. when you're tired and, mm-hmm. you know, it'll just motivate you a little bit more to push. So it's going to be a, a crazy final. I just know that it'll be tough, tough, tough mm-hmm. playing uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and especially just the storyline, because they will be thinking about the story, this narrative. We were right. out, everybody, right. you know, they dumped us out, mm-hmm. said all these things about us, but look at us now. Champions. We have no reason not to. <laughs> I was actually about they'll be to thinking they're already yeah. champions. I was about to head to that, Sonny. Uh, the storylines, both storylines, really beautiful storylines. Wonderful storylines. Nigeria standing tall as a pre-tournament favorite. They seem to have been the only giant mm-hmm. that has proved their point. Yeah. Uh, the host, Ivory Coast, the redemption story, a story of we barely made it out of the groups alive they fire their coach we, we fire early coach. on we battle all the way to the end the storyline keeps us coach fi i mean we've got to give him a shout out yeah. he, uh, yeah. he has yeah. really instilled as sam likes to say pride for the badge <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. and right. uh yeah so i mean i think the elephants will will definitely be ready come sunday now Mukbul, your thoughts on the boogeymans that are playing there sebastian harler and of course victor Orsiman. both of them Pivotal players for mm. the countries. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, Osimhen's coming back from this abdominal kind mm. of injury. Uh, well, that, you know. that was a surprise injury. <laughs> I, I, I know, but two minutes in. Two tummy, minutes, tummy problem. He did go down. Two, he right. he, he went go down, down, and he I'm not going to say down. some folks were excited. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but Vic came back, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Sebastian Hall is just great to see him back. To me, I love a game when you have... The, the full strength of the mm-hmm. teams, you know, you don't want that excuse. If we would have had this guy, mm-hmm. or if we would have mm-hmm. had this guy, it mm-hmm. would have been a different story. To have two major stars for both teams, looking like they're playing in stride and they're picking up momentum, it's excellent, man. Sebastian Holler, you know, scoring that goal for them is giving him that boost mm-hmm. uh, that he needs. And Vic has been phenomenal. Whether or not he's come to score or come to disrupt. He's been a problem for everyone. He's mm-hmm. caused uh, penalties. He's caused havoc, man. Against Mofana Mofana, he would pull five people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and and like, he's, he's deceptively strong. If Osimhen is fouled yeah. uh, on Sunday, yeah. uh, Trosta Kong is going to take the penalty. Absolutely. Kick again. I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think Victor has decided that he doesn't want to make this tournament yeah. about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, And to me, being that biggest star, African Player of the Year, hundreds of millions, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you've got the big profile, all the kids see you with the blonde hair and the, mm-hmm. the look. Mm-hmm. Like, for you to now say, look, none of that matters. I'm doing this for my country. Man, amazing, amazing quality. I would say 20 years ago when the Super Eagles won in uh, 
the AFCON in 94, mm -hmm. there were young, up-and-coming, talented players that weren't superstars by any stretch. Mm -hmm. No one knew. I, when I was a kid, we didn't know that's the player. That's mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. player. We had Rashidi Akini mm -hmm. as a number nine. You had Amokachi as like a number eight. <laughs> Okocha, number 10. Yes. Kanu, no, these are really strong players. Together as a team, they were unstoppable. Mm -hmm. It seems like this is the spirit that, that uh, Osterman and the rest are trying to bring. We were having a conversation, which I want to bring back here, of how do you think Osterman winning this AFCON cements him in that group, that Okocha, that Kanu group, where he's now among those, I guess, for lack of a better word, greats when we're talking Absolutely. about Nigerian football? Absolutely. You need to win that to be in the conversation. Yeah. It's not enough to do it at your club. Amokachi is an Everton legend. Mm hmm but what he did with the Super Eagles, you know, supersedes that. He's like, what, the first uh, Nigerian since Kanu to yeah, win to the win, uh, African yeah. football. Yeah. 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 So now let's talk about moving forward, gentlemen. Of course, uh, AFCON wraps up so shortly. We've got the World Cup qualifiers ongoing. What does this mean? What does this tournament mean, A, to the players and B, to the teams? I mean, for Nigeria, it could be a real boost for their World Cup qualifying campaign because mm -hmm. they've been, been struggling so far. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this, I think this has to help them, you know, their performance in Ivory Coast. Yeah, I think that uh, for the players of this tournament, it showed, once again, we go back to that sense of, uh, I'll use a different word today, uh, that sense of community. Mm -hmm. These The teams that are that have community built into their squads have been the ones that have been performing consistently well. Mm -hmm. You know, those teams that just have individual players that are coming together within the tournament, and you can notice it on the field as they're playing, oh, these are just individuals that are on a, an 11-man squad. They haven't been performing well. So you have to now use this tournament as, okay, how do we rebuild community within the squad? Mm -hmm. But then also for our nation, how do we make sure that we have players that are willing to play for the badge? Because you have... an Ivorian team and you have a Nigerian team go into the final because they're willing to play for the match. Right. And then we have to see who comes out on top. Uh, you, you know, a couple of uh, leagues have their seasons open in terms of mm -hmm. signings. Do you think we'll see a couple of African faces out there? I, I, there should be, realistically. Mm -hmm. And that's always a good topic of conversation. I think there should be some signings from AFCON. But, you know, there, there's that stigmatism that some people don't take the AFCON as a serious tournament. Yeah. Right, right. And that's the stigmatism around Europe. do you think the perception changed for this tournament? Oh, yeah, it has. Especially yeah. for those players that nobody really paid attention to, mm -hmm. that, that came alive throughout the tournament, that made either the great saves as keepers or mm -hmm. made great runs on the pitch. I think that with, with this tournament alone, especially with the teams that nobody saw as, Birds, you know, uh, the Cape Verdes, mm -hmm. the Mozambiques, all those squads that came up, and have made an impact, now you have certain eyes actually watching, like, okay, we actually can mm -hmm, use somebody yeah. to fit this narrative of how we want to play. Mm -hmm. Coach Sam, yeah. on that note, what do you think of the chances of uh, Nwabali, the uh, Nigerian oh. keeper, to mm -hmm. be uh, signed by a bigger-name club? Let's bring him to United, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring him to United. Let's make it happen. Our clubs need him. Oh, yeah. He's based in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. He's, right. he's a fantastic keeper. I, I think that... Um, there, there should be looks at 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 him coming out to Europe. Um, mm, I think that okay. he can possibly even compete with some of the best keepers that are yeah. out there in the world per se, because you have to look at the saves he made mm -hmm. and and the the timing of the saves. Because mm -hmm. being a keeper, especially in those large tournaments, it's not easy to yeah. do what you do. Mm. You know, I mean, you look at Emmy Martinez for yeah. Argentina, right? Yeah, major saves. Yeah. That's what yeah. cemented his legacy. So yeah. why can't we bring him to Europe? Yeah, yeah man, I I like that. Uh, 
Fofana also, I think he plays for uh, he plays for Angers right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he might get a look at a better, a mm-hmm. bigger team because mm-hmm. now I think they're in League Two. Yeah, uh, drop down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to the keepers, man. They've been you know they've been stellar. They have. Uh, I actually do, 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 do did want to segue to the keepers themselves. Like mm-hmm. so, if we look at like for example, a Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bafana Bafana keeper. He's mm-hmm. in his early thirties. Yep. Uh, I mean, one thing that has been commended for the Bafana Bafana team is the fact that they are a local team. Yeah. Uh, would, do you think that any of them would want to break away and move to different clubs? I, well, that, that's hard, right? Because you're, you, you've built, once again, community. Right. With mm-hmm. not, even, not even just the players in the squad, but the, the community nation, outside the, the nation, the, right. your country. And once again, it's, it's pride. There's some people that don't want to leave their country and, to play mm-hmm. football. And, they and, love playing football for the country at the highest level because... Right. It's for it's for the young man that's you know selling things in the streets yeah, to yeah. see them play you know mm. for them to actually be in the local markets yeah. and that that's something you can't you can't feel past that mm-hmm. because sometimes you know you have players that will end up leaving for Europe mm-hmm. and you know they create the name and then they forget about where they come right. from right yeah. the the, yeah. the connection yeah there's a, there's a loss yeah. of connection so when they do come back home. Mm. Some people can't relate to them mm-hmm, because right, now right. you're living a lifestyle where you're driving the that way you play, the way you live, the way you yeah, eat, all of that. Right, right. You, you and can't... also, a big move can be a bad move for mm-hmm. some players right. because they just don't acclimate. The, the culture is too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. The pressure is too much. You know, they miss home. They yeah. miss so much. You know, and uh, maybe for Williams, uh, he he can find a decent team in Europe because goalies play a, a, into uh, up until the right, late thirties, right, yeah. yeah. early forties. That's VOA's Mike Hove, who hosted episode four of Kick It AFCON, VOA Africa's special 30-minute podcast on the Africa Cup of Nations football tournament. Mike was joined by VOA colleagues Kali Abdu, Mukbil Yabaro, and yours truly, as well as Coach Sam Sasu. And that wraps up the February 9th edition of the show. Thanks to producer and VOA Nations Cup reporter Mukbil Yabaro. Thanks also to VOA engineer Jumbe Hamza. And thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the AFCON final on Sunday. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.